this is Eric, and welcome to this episode of Coffee Talk with Eric. This episode, I want to do something a little bit different. I think you are getting sick of me talking alone, so I invited my sweet friend, Volta. So today is really coffee talk with Eric and Volta. Volta is this wonderful watercolor artist. She is going by the name of Color Snack. That's something that she does. She painted a lot of snack by the name of it. You could probably tell. She is such a sweet person, and I really, really enjoy my talk with her. So I want to share this interview with you, and hopefully you can learn a little bit more about another artist. I want to interview somebody who is a little bit younger, who I consider a peer. And through this interview, I hope we can show you something a little bit different than just talking about watercolor technique, artist mindset. We go behind the scene. Really take a look at what we encountering as an artist on the internet. So without further ado, here is my interview with Volta. Such a pleasure to have you in this podcast. Like this is like the first time I interview somebody on my podcast. So very very exciting. Oh my gosh, I'm so honored! Thank <laughs> so much for having me. Yeah, like, I think one of the reason is because I want to record. This might sounds offensive, like but like younger artists, <laughs> because I've been I you know on my YouTube channel I interview Andy Evenson before. He's obviously a lot more mature artist, and I think he's appearing in a lot of other people's YouTube video and podcast. So I actually want to interview somebody who's who's younger, like you. You know, we need to have younger voice. In this industry, obviously, I don't want my podcast, you know, always be about like, oh, what the masters are doing, because I'm not a master myself. I'm still learning as well, and then it's always good to, you know, interview, talk with somebody that I consider sort of like a peer. We're kind of in this together as well, so I think this is great to have you. So before we start, like I didn't tell you this beforehand, but I just want to tell you then. I think it was 2019.、Uh, yeah, I think 2019 December 30th. You sent me a message, a voice message through Instagram. Like that voice message, like yeah, touches me so much. Like when I when I listen to that, like I kind of just like freeze and I just listen to it, and it was so nice that you did that. So I just want to ask you, like, what? Drives you to do that? Like, what makes you decide、oh、to do that? Oh my gosh! You know, thank you for reminding me because I was trying to think back on how、uh, we connected, and I know it's through Instagram.、Um, I was always of the impression because you, you, you're, you have such a huge YouTube channel, and I'm like so inspired by all your accomplishments, and and I was always like, oh my gosh, I like look up to you. So I thought, oh, you'd never have time to respond, you know. <laughs> Because like you are so famous, like on on YouTube, and you're a big star, and and I I just you know I was like whatever, like maybe he'll he'll never open the message, but at least I wanted to just you know had something on my heart to say, and I've contacted、um, a couple of different people and just wished them you know a happy new year and all that stuff, and it was just it was just a, a way to like go beyond the. Written, you know, 
DM. It was, I wanted it to be more personable because it's like, well, it's when someone messages me with a voice um, message, it, it, it makes me feel good. So I was like, oh, you know, I want to do that too. Like I want to pass that along to other people. Yeah, that was amazing. Cause I think that's like the first time somebody ever did that. Like obviously <laughs> people, res- they will message me regarding to my artwork and stuff. But it's the first time somebody actually sent me a, a voice message and which is odd if you consider in this generation, because we used to talk on the phone. I'm 40. So I've been that time when the the only feature of a phone is actually talking on the phone, not texting. Yeah. So it's really nice and refreshing to able to hear somebody and their tone and their emotions through their voice instead of just reading text. I mean, nothing wrong with text. We got emoji to help. Yes. But yeah. listen to voice just really makes me feel like, oh, there's a real person talking to me. Mm-hmm. And again, I just I just want to bring that up because I really hope that, you know, we start doing that to to our friends and other ones. And, you know, even the people we don't know online, we can just show a little bit more humanity in a way and mm-hmm. i think that's great and you have a lovely voice as well i have to say oh, so thank you so nice. much <laughs> yeah uh why don't you talk a little bit about yourself uh what do you do and stuff yeah so um i'm volta uh mm-hmm. actually volta is not my real name it's my nickname it's my artist name um but my first name is olesia and it's a little hard to spell or pronounce and so when I immigrated to America, it was uh, 2002. So I immigrated from Moldova. And um, for the first few years, we kind of traveled around, lived in different states. And then eventually I landed in Dallas, Texas. And I've been here for the past 10 years. Um, really love it here. It's, it, there's such a great uh, foodie and artist community and and. As you may know, Eric, I love foods and love to paint them. So I just feel like it is such a great like place. I, I just am thriving here because I love to eat the food and then I love to paint nice. it. And, and Dallas has plenty of opportunities for that. <laughs> Sounds great. So, um, so what's your native language? My native language, uh, so I have two, um, Moldovan and Russian. So I grew up oh, with wow. both. And then when I moved to, to America, I, I studied English. And then in high school, I picked up Spanish. So I, okay. I technically speak four. And I'm sure you speak more than English too, right, Eric? <laughs> yeah, so my native language is Mandarin. And I moved here when I was, ni- uh, when I was 14, which is 1994. So, so yeah, I pick up English by then very, very slowly. I wasn't really studying really hard on the language but yeah i think that's amazing because i consider myself kind of suck at both languages because i would never really kind of commit to one i turn into a teenager and i come here and like my mandarin is not as good as a lot of native speaker and then my english is kind of weird sometimes my grammar sucks really really bad so like how did you get here like what did you do before you become a full-time artist? Because I am an immigrant and my parents are immigrants, you know, they kind of uh, nudged me towards the path of, of studying marketing and business so that I, you know, would have a good profession and like, be, be secure because in Moldova, there were like so many 
it was such a lack of opportunities and it was just mm-hmm. i mean we did we didn't we didn't live leave the country because it was you know we had a great life there it was it was really hard um so they encouraged me to follow a more of a like secure path towards a career um so i i did that i studied marketing and uh even got my mba which i didn't really uh, at the time i was so lost i was like i guess i'll go and get a master's degree i don't know what to do in my life but i knew like i was not happy where i was um in in the corporate world and um eventually <laughs> through many like self reflections and just um kind of diving back into art i i realized that uh i just i i'm at in my heart i'm an artist and i have to at least try to pursue this career cuz my whole life i kind of followed you know uh, a predetermined path as like you go to school you get a job and career like corporate ladder all this stuff and and but i just i just knew that wasn't me it didn't feel right and so um i after working in like the marketing world and marketing agencies i decided to just give it a shot and you know i was doing freelancing on the side so like i'd still had some income while i was trying to figure out what i was going to do because even when when i decided to make this transition i i didn't know it would be specifically watercolors i i just was like i'm going to be an artist but then i started learning about all these things like you could do you could do murals you could do animations you could do like license art licensing and like surface and pattern and i mean there's so many so many different directions you could take and um i just i've been loving discovering the whole process and seeing how many opportunities currently there are available for artists i think that's that's my favorite thing about like modern technology and the world and how we we don't have to rely on you know our galleries or someone else to kind of give us that that opportunity we can go and show right. up and 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 go after it ourselves that sounds amazing yeah i think the you know the internet definitely opens a lot of door for us yeah i think especially for um for for people like you and i like even when you know my art i approach it uh, with a lot more traditional approach to it you know i'm doing landscape portrait and stuff i still think that this is such a huge help i don't need to go through like you said gallery or trying to submit to every single art show that is out there and every single magazine just to get my name out we got youtube we got instagram and everything right um but speaking of that, I think one of the challenges is that how do you stand out? Because now that we almost got this leveling, you know, playing field, and everybody got the same advantage as mm-hmm. as you are, but you stand out as a food artist, <laughs> not like you know somebody actually making food. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure you do, but you paint a lot of food, yes. right? Yeah. So you know that's your choice of subject. So how do you end up? focusing on food like you just said that you like food mm-hmm. i like food as well but i eat it before i decide <laughs> i consider painting them so yeah. yeah um excellent question eric so i um for the longest time i knew i was drawn to food but i couldn't understand the reason and like why so 
I think like the past two years, because we've been in this very strange season of uh, life and world events, um, I had more time to reflect upon it. And I will say that um, the reason why I'm so drawn to foods is uh, I grew up in Moldova and in the summers, I would go visit my grandmother and she had this beautiful garden filled with like all kinds of fresh fruits and berries and veggies. And uh, I just I just think like having that very tactile and like sensory experience of growing up with I, I, I have to say that's the reason um, why I just feel compelled to celebrate all these foods. And I, I am one of those people that like if I feel sad or down for whatever reason, I'll go to a grocery store to cheer up because I love to see the produce section. It's so colorful to me and it just inspires me and makes me happy <laughs> to look at it. So um, I'll okay. say it's, it's just that that like childhood memory of like harvesting the fruits and helping my grandmother with those um, like gardening things. <laughs> That sounds so sweet. I didn't know that. Yeah, like I didn't know like you have that special kind of memory um, attachment to food like that. You know, it reminds you of of your family, mm-hmm. of your, you know, of your and, you know, your childhood and stuff. Right. So like I think that's something that's so special to you. So, and, and then I can, you know, clearly see why you like to paint them so much. Yeah, I think that's really, really cool. So like. What's the you know biggest challenge you have encountered now that you're doing this full time? Yeah, uh, I would say it's uh, either like dealing with burnout and not not you know taking uh, enough time to rest and mm-hmm. recharge, um, but also just honestly like letting go of limiting beliefs of like doubting myself and and even though um you know on 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 the outside like people will will look at my you know social media posts and it'll see it'll seem like i'm just crushing it and on one hand i am but i still like there's still so much so many challenges and every day it's honestly like it's such a, a mental battle you know like having to um, see the challenge in front of you and still show up and, and keep believing that you're on the right path, even though you may not see the right results or the results that you want right away. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I guess I would say it's like the just the, the mental struggle of, of believing and, and showing up. You always give out this super positive and happy vibe. <laughs> it's actually kind of hard for me to believe that you have that kind of burnout and and you know, struggling side of it. Yeah, but it's I, really real. <laughs> I know. I that's why I have to like preface it because it's like on you know it's so easy to compare ourselves to what we see on social media and right. think oh like this person there's no way they're struggling and it's like. No, like really, I'm taking antidepressants and I'm going to therapy <laughs> and I'm doing a lot of these things to to get through some some stuff that I need to get through. And it's just um, it's just a matter of like not not giving up and, and hanging in there. Right. Well, it's super nice to hear that because um, I think sometime during this year or last year, I start to make certain video just talking about guys, I am not perfect. 
you will see bad painting coming out from me. Like I am not gonna stress out every single painting. I'm gonna mess up. So you guys either accept that or if you believe that I should make a perfect painting every single time, then don't follow me because I'm gonna disappoint you. <laughs> so, and I feel like when I let that out, there's, there's like a big, you know, pressure just leave. It's just I just feel a lot better. So, okay, I can breathe now because I've been, you know, I was honest with my audience, people who follow me, knowing that, hey, you know, this is where I am. I accept myself not perfect. So I sort of expect and ask my audience to accept the same. Yeah. So I think it's really nice that you, you're honest about it and, and share with us your, your struggle as well. Thank you. And, and I'm, I'm so glad that, that you, um, you know, share the same message too, because I think it just makes others uh, relate to each other more. You know, it's like we, we're all going through struggles and um, sometimes, you know, we're, more open and we can talk f more freely about them and other times it's harder to talk about you know whatever it is that's going on but i think just just remembering that um we're we're all human and like showing up is um i think sometimes can be really hard but i i admire people that that still do that despite you know whatever it is that they're the challenges they're going through so yeah. i i want to want to like acknowledge you because you have been creating so much wonderful content and videos and helping people on their watercolor journey and i know i know it's not easy because you you have so many like you know personal life obligations like other jobs and projects and all those things and it's just it's a lot like you have a true commitment to show up for your community. And I just, I wanted to acknowledge that. Oh, thank you. So yeah, you mentioned that you took um, MBA, you got an MBA degree. So do you think it has um, you know, any contribution to what you do right now? How does that help you with your artistic career? Yeah. Uh, so I actually don't regret going like the business route <laughs> in my education because it is helping me a lot right now with um, just growing my business. Um, you know, all the, the knowledge and the, the lessons that I learned in my schooling, I, I can apply in my business and it's helping me, um, you know, find different uh, creative ways that are not just your typical, like I'm, I paint a piece of art and now I want to sell it. Like I'm, I'm kind of trying to think outside the box and thinking like, how can I position myself in a way where I can help another company or a brand to stand out through vibrant and colorful either animations or illustrations. So just kind of like having that in the in the background of my mind has helped me um, connect with different different companies in that way and kind of have a more sustainable business. Um, which I, I know it's also possible to do by just selling art, but it it just hasn't been my approach. So, um, and, and I think, and I love, I love that it hasn't because I think um, it just sh goes to show you that as an artist, you can make money in so many different ways. Like you don't have mm -hmm. to just pick a single direction. There's just so many yes. different avenues of how we can, um, you know, share our talents with the world, like mm -hmm. they're through a workshop or teaching or uh, making YouTube videos or, you know, just there's so many different ways. 
Did that give you the idea to start to do some animation for your painting? Because I noticed you did a little bit of that, some uh, some GIF files and stuff. So how does that affect your offer to you know to the client you work with? Like you know, usually in what scenario do they want animation with your painting? Yeah, so it's uh, I started making animations uh, about like three or four years ago and. I I saw there were a lot of watercolor artists out there and I wanted to find a way to just stand out in just like a small way. And I thought, you know, I was very much interested in motion and, and like seeing how making art move just like excited me so much. So I, I wanted to study that. And um, as a result, I, you know, found a way to position these uh, animations as either for a company, like they could um, have their, um gifts or like you know the instagram stickers that you can put on your stories um giphy is such a huge search engine i mean it's second to google and everyone like loves to communicate via gifts so Mm -hmm. um kind of positioning myself it's like hey i can create animations either using my own art or if you have your own assets i can animate those too and um, it just creates like that fun and engaging way for for a brand to um, support their community and help them communicate with each other or celebrate each other in a way. So um, it's just a matter of kind of like stepping back and thinking like, how can I be of service to this company that I, I like? You know, it's a food related one. And you know, I love it. So. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's really you. You hit something really, really important. Is that ultimately artists, you know, visual communication? We're trying to communicate with with visual, you know, with images, and you take that like a step further using animation. So those picture actually moves. So you have like another layer of ways to communicate with the the viewers. I think that's very, very cool. Thank you. So any long-term goals or vision for your, for your art business? Uh, yeah, I, so I would love to write more books. Um, I uh, published my first book this year and it was working on that was like the best creative project <laughs> I've ever done in my life. I just like felt so happy throughout, like I was just grinning throughout the whole process and it was I want to do more of that. Like that was, that was just so, so fun. <laughs> so my current book is called Watercolor Snacks and it's uh-huh. all about how to paint um, different watercolor snacks. So there's 30 chapters. Uh, they go over like all kinds of different foods that you can think of from breakfast to lunch, dinner and, and different drinks. Um, and it's just uh, a fun way to practice something other than uh, your like typical, you know, florals or landscapes with watercolors mm-hmm, um yeah. and let's see for my next books i i would love to do one on um cocktails and different like because there's so many the, the cocktails can be so colorful and right. pretty and um my husband and i actually have um have done a live show on instagram and then linkedin uh, for a while where we did, um, it was like watercolor happy hour. And 
he uh-huh. would he would spend like the first 15 minutes making a cocktail and then the the, the second part we would um i would show people how to paint that cocktail that we just made yeah yeah i think yeah i think <laughs> some of that is really really fun oh thank you so yeah. i just i just like want to put it put this dream out there into the universe like i would love to to do a book and maybe collaborate with my husband if he could you know, create some new cocktails um, and mixes like mixology stuff. And then I would just um, do the fun part, which is illustrating. Yeah, Yeah, there used to be this huge business. Obviously, it's pandemic now, so it's harder to do that. It's like people having drink and painting at the same time. But the painting has almost nothing to do with the thing they're drinking. (laughs) <laughs> so you guys can actually do that but actually like you know somebody make a drink and you guys actually paint it and drink that i think that would be really really fun yeah. yeah like just hopefully the whole you know pandemic thing will be will be over very very soon like yeah i hope so too yeah <laughs> yeah it's been really difficult some not art related questions and uh yeah so just for fun so what's your favorite snack i know there's a ton of it but <laughs> if you yeah. pick one um strawberries i i love strawberries and, I, and it just goes back to like my memory of of collecting them with my grandmother in her garden i just i love wow. love to eat berries in even when they're not in season, even if they're not as, as sweet as I know they could be, I'm like, I don't care. It's a strawberry. I, I would <laughs> Where do you want to visit the most right now? Uh, the most? Um, anywhere. You just want to travel. Right yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, honestly, yeah, I, I would say anywhere. Um, I would really love to go back to Chile. So I... Uh-huh. I studied abroad in Argentina when I was in college and I traveled uh-huh. to Chile while I was in Argentina because it was so close. And I just I just fell in love with that country. And I would love to go back and um, like my dream trip would be to like do a road trip from like the north to the south of Chile, like through all of the mm-hmm. different like climate changes, you know, like as, as the like you travel towards you the south southern tip it's it, everything like the weather changes in different ways right. and there's like landscapes are gorgeous and beautiful and i'm just yeah i i would love to to, to visit okay. there so what do you like the most about chile like aside from the scenery and landscape yeah I, honestly it would be like the natural beauty like of landscape the just when i just think of of, of my trip um, across the mountains from Argentina because I took a bus and it was it was just like such an unforgettable experience like seeing the the majestic mountains and because I, I live in Dallas and we don't have a lot of mountains here or anything <laughs> <laughs> and I think I think it just like being in that kind of like natural beauty and there's also you know the pacific ocean on the side and just like the sea and the mountains and the like beautiful nature um i just yeah that's 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 what speaks to me i would love to visit that yeah do you miss the beach <laughs> i do yeah <laughs> very much Did, yeah so i'm really bad at geography so like you're <laughs> So where you come from, is it close to an ocean or is it inland as well? No, it's uh, it's kind of landlocked between Romania and Ukraine. It's oh, okay. it's very close to the Black Sea, but Moldova actually does not have um, a path or a passageway to the Black Sea. 
It's long, mm-hmm. long geopolitics for why that that's a thing um but yeah i you know growing up in moldova like i it's yeah i didn't get to experience that much so (laughs) yeah i'm so used to having ocean where's accessible to me because you know i grew up in taiwan which is an island (laughs) and then and then when i move here i'm in california so like beach is just next to me and then there's and then now i'm in seattle which is you know also the beach is next to me as well so like the thought of like if i move to somewhere like 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 texas yeah i'm pretty sure it's cool but like the the thought (laughs) that like might spend like a couple hours just to get to a beach that's all kind of scary to me for some reason yeah i i I think you're very lucky so i would like if you're you got your life there like do not move (laughs) (laughs) um but maybe one day like my husband and i will will join you guys over there in seattle or somewhere in the west coast because it's just i i do miss that it's um especially over the pandemic i real i you know Mm -hmm. i i used to just paint foods but i started painting landscapes and it, yeah. a, a huge reason was because I missed traveling and like seeing nature and being outside. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I need, I, like, I just need that for my mental health. And mm-hmm. um, painting, you know, kind of helped me um, alleviate some of that. Because it's like, okay, well, exactly. I can't go anywhere, but at least I can paint a, a mountain and pretend that I'm just a little bit in the mountain for just like yeah, five minutes. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, no, I experienced that myself too. When I, I miss somewhere a lot, I will start to paint that place. Or even somebody, you know, one of my friends, I will start to paint them. That really kind of just like a unique way for artists to just get that out of our chest yeah. in, a, in a really like, you know, like a healing way, sort of speak. Oh yeah, it's almost like a therapeutic experience. Yes, 100%. I so believe in art as like, a tool to heal and it's like art therapy is such a real thing too you know and i just honestly uh, i feel like the reason why i got back or i got in, back into art and started with watercolors was because i i saw at the time i was working full time and studying and going to school but like having just 5 minutes with like a few watercolor brush strokes mm-hmm. it was just so easy oh, to yeah. open the palette and like just experience that like healing power. I don't know. It was just, yeah. just so wonderful. So that's that like that hooked me onto watercolors. I was like, yeah. I have to do this and I have to show everyone else that this is like such a soothing way to experience mm-hmm. art. Yeah. That's such an important thing because I think as we, you know, browse through social media and everything, we start to see a lot of like amazing artwork. Sometimes we tend to forget sometimes we need to let the art kind of help us and serve us, right? We're not, you know, not every artist should just, you know, focus on serving art. If you know what I mean here, just like you just use art to feel happy, yes. to, to heal yourself. Yeah. You don't pressure yourself to make like a beautiful painting every single time. It doesn't really matter. Just pull out paper, do some washes and just for having fun. Yes. Like, you know, like my kids started playing with, paintbrush and stuff and they're just having fun they're not planning to make it into a masterpiece and Mm -hmm. somehow i think 
when we become an artist, when we start to learn how to paint, we sort of lost that sort of innocence and passion. And which is that's why I like what you do so much is that you focus on the enjoyment of painting and you focus on like the process and what you know how that will help you better your life rather than like yeah like be very specific and technical <laughs> about specific. Washing technique and stuff. There's some people are looking for that, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I do think what you do is really, really important in that aspect. Oh, thank you so much for, <laughs> for and for sharing that. And I, I so agree. I think ultimately, like that's that's what I my mission is is to show people that you can be an artist even if you have a you know different day job or profession or whatever. It doesn't being an artist doesn't mean you have Need to go to art school, or you need to be doing all these things. It's just a a part of you that wants to express, and whatever medium you choose, it's you know that that's that's the beauty of it. Like you get to try different things and see what speaks to you, and then use that as a, as a way to express whatever you're feeling. And I think it's just, I think we need more of that in the world, like more of that expression. Yeah, absolutely. What's your yeah? This is just for fun, but I'm curious. <laughs> what's your MBTI type? If you uh, know, <laughs> that's the Myers Briggs, right? Right, right, uh, right. I am an INFP, and I believe that's the oh wow mediator or peacemaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My son is actually INFP. Oh yay! We're yeah. friends. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm an INFJ, so there's a lot of similarity there.、Mm-hmm. But yeah, I wouldn't thought that you're an introvert. <laughs> oh my gosh! Just because、really? the way you appears, I wouldn't thought that you're an introvert. I am big time introvert. <laughs> like, like when I do workshops and I'm in front of people, I will need a day to just recharge and not talk to anyone.、Um, because even、mm. though like I love to do it, I love to connect with people. It just、right. it, it gives me like that fire. Um, but afterwards, I do need time to like regain that energy because because it、mm. does drain me. So、uh, I'm definitely like big time introvert. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, like a lot of us, like as a creator, we appear to be like pretty outgoing and we want to keep communicating with you know with our audience. But、yeah. then, yeah, a lot of us are actually introvert. <laughs> like <laughs> if you see me in person, you're gonna see me like I'm really awkward, and we're just. Another weird thing is that when I'm awkward, I start to talk a lot, <laughs> which doesn't sound like an introvert, but like that's something that I might start doing just because like I'm you know I'm afraid of like giving people silent and they will、mm-hmm. mistakenly think that I don't like them or something because I don't speak to them. Yeah. Is, oh my gosh, I so relate. <laughs> like I I'll just start talking really fast sometimes. Like, <laughs> I don't I don't know. Let's just let me just tell you everything that I know so that you you think I know something. I don't know. It's just like. <laughs> Trying to like keep keep the conversation going, and then I'm like, afterwards, I'm I'm just, oh, I'm tired. Why did I? <laughs> I can just like chill, <laughs> you know. From my limited understanding of、uh, of INFP and seeing like you're really in touch with your own emotion, so to speak, right? Yeah. So like, does that reflect in your in your art and the way you create things? Yeah, I would say so.、Um, I try to always like come from a place of optimism, and、uh, e- even if sometimes like I don't feel it, or if I'm going having like a depression type of depressive season, I will still try to just express that in art. 
Um, but I'm, but I am focused. Like it's, it would, I would say like, that's the art that I probably won't share with anyone else. It's just for me, it's kind of just to like get it out. Um, mm -hmm. but ultimately I, I do want to, um, kind of be the source of, of like uplifting and encouragement for mm -hmm. others. So if they're having a tough day and, and if one of my gifts like makes them smile because there's like a little chicken dancing or doing <laughs> something like that's like mission accomplished. You know, I just want to kind of bring that like moment of lightness because it's it can be so hard and life can be so heavy sometimes that um, we just need those little moments of, of joy, you know. Yeah, I, I think it's really important. Again, like again, like what you do is that you do painting like for yourself and people resonate with you great. But like you know, as an artist, a lot of time we, you know, we're so focusing on producing work. And again, we forgot what they, what that means to us. Mm -hmm. So again, yeah, it's a, it's a great reminder for all of us. Okay, so what's your favorite movie this year that you've watched? Um, maybe this year, probably be Shang-Chi. Um, oh, really? <laughs> I love, I loved, it was, it was just like the perfect mix of like superhero action, comedy, a little bit of like comedy, comedic elements. And it was just like super entertaining. And I, I would say compared to most of the movies I, I, I've seen this year, it was the, right. <laughs> it was the best because I've seen a lot of bad ones. I'm not going to go to them. <laughs> um, right, but, right. but um, yeah, I would say Shang-Chi was, was probably my favorite one this year. What about you? What about you? Have you seen any good ones? I think visually, if we're just talking strictly visually, it's mm -hmm. Dune. But that's just visually because like the pacing for me drags along, you know, a little bit too long. I, I, I watched Dune with my wife. It was actually in a theater and there's not a lot of people and there's like a recliner chair. So she just falls asleep. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, yeah, and I like, it's a dad joke moment. And so I just tell my friends that, yeah, we're watching Dune and Sandman got to her. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so but visually is is pretty stunning. But I I like Shang Chi a lot as well. And again, as a you know as an Asian and Mandarin speaking you know natively, yeah, I can kind of see a lot of cultural reference as well. And it's really funny that like when I when I watch the the movie because they speak in Mandarin in you know, quite a few dialogues uh -huh. and they have subtitle underneath. I'll be like, eh, that's probably not how I will translate that, but okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's, it's really fun. And I took my son there to watch it as well. My oldest son. And he's like, Oh, I can actually understand that, which is cool. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh yeah. 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 So yeah. So they're, they're speaking legit Mandarin just, you know, <laughs> for hearing. <information>. Yeah. <laughs> that's good to know. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Uh, what about music? What's your favorite genre? Uh, let's see. Um, probably, I I don't know if this would be considered like a music genre, but um, soundscapes, like nature uh -huh. sounds, is is that even? Oh, okay. Is that a genre? I don't know, but I I found myself like listening to those a lot. So not necessarily. Maybe there's some like soft piano in the background, but. Usually I just uh, like uh, I love to listen um, to like either uh, birds chirp chirping with some like wind, like like leaves in the wind, like anything that's like nature inspired. Um, those kinds of like just I think I, I really miss like travel and nature. <laughs> I know. 
Were you really close to nature when you were little? Not, not really. And uh, maybe it was, maybe it goes back again to like the summers at my grandmother because I was closer to nature there because I, mm -hmm. uh, like most of the year I, I lived in the capital of Moldova, Chisinau. Mm -hmm. And there, I mean, it's just like, like it's a city, you know, yeah. like giant, like tall buildings, whatever. It's, it was very much not. Um, but I loved, I loved climbing trees and like being so close to nature in that way. So I think now I just like, miss it all the time. So any opportunity I get to be close to them, I'm like, yes, give me that. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah. And I, yeah, that reminds me, you did like a series of painting of birds, right? Yes. Uh, so how that happened, um, I don't know if you're familiar with this uh, challenge called Birdtober. I you know, kind of like Inktober, but it was with birds. Um, so a friend of mine started it and it was three years ago when she was, you know, talking about, she's like, hey, you know, like, if you want to join in, this would be fun. And I thought, I thought it would be really fun, but I knew that if it didn't involve food, I would never finish this challenge. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, I'm just going to combine a bird and a snack. So the first letter of the bird, so like um, a cardinal on a cake or um, let's see a penguin on a pavlova. Like I was just trying to kind of like find different uh, like research bird names and then like a snack that would kind of go together. That's and such a cool idea. <laughs> honestly, Eric, I thought I thought like nobody people would be like, what is this? This is so weird. How are you combining <laughs> these two things? They're so unrelated. Um, and, the, and then like the wildest thing happened, like my community responded so well to like, they, they thought it was so funny and, and they loved the birds. And, um, and then I, I made like uh, calendars out of some of them and, and people loved them. So it was just, it was just such a funny thing because I was like, no way this will ever like resonate with anyone on social media but then it was the exact opposite people loved them for some reason yeah. no i think that would be a great idea for like a flash card you know to like, teach kids like alphabet and stuff that would be yeah. great like they, they have like two examples in one image i think that's 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 awesome oh my gosh i love that idea. <laughs> i love it it was such a pleasure having fun talking to you it was so great Thank you so much, Eric. Honestly, so honored to be a guest on your show. So thank you so much for having me. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.